Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Happy Earth Day, America. And do I have a cool deal for you? Electrify America, one of the largest EV charging station companies in the U.S., is offering free charging at almost all of its stations all day today. Until 3 a.m. tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, EV drivers will be able to plug into an Electrify America station anywhere in the U.S. and receive a complimentary fill-up, unless you happen to be in New York and Arizona where there's some exclusions you want to check their website for details. Electrify America is a subsidiary of Volkswagen Group of America, and it actually came about as a response to the Dieselgate scandal. You remember that back in the day? They have 800 charging stations scattered around the country. They've got about 3,500 individual chargers that can either run at 150 kilowatts or 350 kilowatts, and they're actually planning to expand the network within the next five years to more than 1,800 stations, and they're going to start including America's parks. In fact, recently they opened one, a charging station at Yosemite Westgate and Buck Meadows Lodge. They're also planning to roll out new higher-end stations to complement next-generation technology. These newer spaces are expected to have customer lounges, so you can stay and watch your car charge, I suppose. Event spaces, so Bon Jovi while you charge your car. Solar canopies, EV display areas, and uh, all kinds of security. And free M&Ms. Well, the last part was mine, but a uh, boy can dream, right? So if you've got an electric vehicle and you live anywhere near an Electrify America charging station today, go, take advantage. It's all yours. Live it up, man. So you know how there are things that are going on all around you all the time that are sort of horrifying and terrifying to know about, but you just kind of ignore them most of the time? Yeah, that's how I feel about sunspots. Because when you look at a picture of the sun, now don't look directly, you see right now, for example, we have a whole cluster of sunspots. And, you know, in a picture on your laptop, they don't look so big. Uh, but then when you think about the actual size of them, you're talking about they're large enough to swallow the entire planet Earth. Now, sunspots, you know, come from the magnetic field shifting around on the sun, and when they become strong enough in certain places, they actually suppress the flames and heat from reaching the surface. So, yeah, the magnetic field is pushing down on the explosions inside the sun and making it not come up. That's weird. But because they're kind of unstable and unsteady, you occasionally get these eruptions, you know, these uh, coronal mass ejections or solar flares that can send stuff toward us. We've talked about this before. Earlier this year, a CME was credited with causing a number of SpaceX satellites to fall out of orbit, you know, because so much stuff was coming in minute particle toward them that it actually slowed them down and made them fall out of orbit. Yeah, a little frightening if you think about it. This is why you see things like the Northern Lights, because it kind of pushes things around and we get to see it. So scientists tell us that the sun's activity level can be determined based on the number of sunspots. And right now we're winding up the 11-year repeating solar cycle of sun activity. And uh, right now there's a swarm of them bundled close together. Both of these things are not good. And facing the Earth, <laughs> which is like the least cool thing about this. Now, astronomers, for their part, they come up with really boring titles for things that could swallow the Earth. 29, 93, 94, 95, and 96 are the numbers for the sunspots. If it were me, I'd be like Planet Killer and Thorjax. You know, that's how I would approach it. But they don't do things that way. 
The other uh, somewhat horrifying thing, if you want to consider it, is that the colossal size of this sunspot group, which is, you know, hundreds of millions of square miles on the surface of the sun, again, Earth-swallowing size, according to a NASA solar physicist, Dean Pesnell, at the Goddard Space Flight Center, uh, he says, eh, they're middling in size. I'm sure we'll see larger active regions over the next few years. Really? Great. So I got that going for me, which is nice. And finally, weddings. What do people really want when they come to a wedding? As in, what makes them happy or not happy? A bride-to-be asked the question on Mumsnet, I guess it's British, and she simply asked the question, what do wedding guests care about most? 29 pages of comments later, (laughs) we have some themes. Now, her intention was good. She said, we're trying to plan on a budget, and we don't want to waste money on things that people don't actually enjoy, but we do want to spend money on things that are going to make you have a great time and, and, you know, I mean, not wish you want to do it again because that'd be kind of productive, but look, just enjoy it, right? The overall consensus was very clear. What do people want? They want food, and they want booze. (laughs) They want them a lot. And they want them at appropriate times. You know, they don't want to be sitting around wondering what's next, which was another element of the comments is no downtime, no big pauses in the events, especially for photos. We know photos take a while. Figure out some way to occupy the guests while that's happening, and please, please give us a place to sit. These were all things that were mentioned. But yeah, the big key takeaway was food and liquor. If you're going to spend money on stuff, and by the way, not wedding cake. Apparently, people don't really care about the wedding cake. I mean, maybe they like it, maybe they don't. Maybe you could do cookies, but, you know, they really just want food and booze. Again, to be clear, food and booze. Oh, and one last note, takeaway, uh, the little gifts, the little tchotchkes, the little wedding souvenirs, um, favors, I guess they're called officially, don't need them. Don't waste your money. Nobody cares. Nobody wants it. Really, when you get a wedding favorite, typically, it's kind of like if you ever go to a public event and there's just a big crowd of people around and there's always somebody there that's going through the crowd handing out leaflets, you know, little placard cards or whatever to tell you to go, you know, like buy celery at Jim's Grocery on sale today, whatever. Uh, And you get one in your hand by mistake because you weren't thinking fast enough. And then what do you do? You don't want it. You don't want to throw it on the ground. You really want to throw it out, but that seems rude at the spot. So same thing. Wedding favors are just, the people who get them, it's never a blessing. Plus, then what are you going to do? Take it home, store it? Where? On a shelf? I mean, come on, think this through. And if there was one other suggestion that came from all the commenters, it was, uh, speeches are fine. We know they have to happen. Keep them short. They're usually not good or funny. Harsh, but true. Probably a good rule of thumb here is, think about the last time you went to a wedding or a couple of times. What did you like? What didn't you like? Well, do less of the stuff you didn't like and do a bunch of the stuff that you liked. People will probably feel the same way. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. While you're here, give me five stars. Or else, please, I don't know, just do it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.